The Dadcast, episode 28, The Green Lantern of Valois Bay. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's oh, might beware sake, my I can't power. work in these conditions. Who the fuck's that? <laughs> so, Pierre, look, is, is it therapeutic to be able to yell back at the podcast now? Actually, it is. And you know what? This, I'm not thinking of this as, as some interview on a show. I'm thinking it's just as a discussion. You and I, we, we called each other earlier. And I had to stop because we were just talking about shit. Yeah. I think yeah. this way is pretty natural. So, yeah, I, I don't mind that way. We always want it to be like, wait, you know, we, we sit around. I mean, Steph and I did this, uh, just sit around, just chit chat for crap all the time. And we always say, you know what? We should just record this. And then I, I worked with Steve. And 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 we started listening to some podcasts, and, and Stevie goes, you know, they're not doing anything that interesting. We should just do this. And we're like, and eventually, when I finally got the guys to to to, to start blogging for for two fat dads, they, I said, you know what, guys, we should do a podcast because you know what, we we are funnier than half, or or more, or at least to ourselves, interesting than half the people out there. Right. So we thought, let's just do it. Let's just have a little bit of fun. And so, and I can wow while I'm doing this, right? It never stopped you before, so why not, right? <laughs> So is there a final on the hockey Stop game yet? Dying. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh four four three. Four three. Oh. How did they get two three two two more goals? That's crazy. Oh very funny. So that's four. Okay. Nice oh, so it, it it almost uh, went into overtime. That's scary. I uh, to be honest with you, I didn't pay attention to the last part of the game, but I blame you for that. That's 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 weird because they were like they were like three up. Well, we're we're facing them again, like the same tomorrow team next game. So yeah. is it tomorrow yeah, or tomorrow Friday? Or Friday. Friday, and then we're playing again on Saturday. Yeah, but this, it's in Long Island. Yeah, there's, there's like there's like five games this week. Yeah, which is good. It is good. It is good. It's good. So getting back to to what we were talking about before Eric, you know, Eric the Flash left. Um, one of the things we talked about when we we, we went to the Casual Spot for my, my birthday, and we were just sitting around and, and chit chatting, and then it got into some crazy. Uh, superhero talk, and uh, and we thought it, we should we should do it again, right? Right. So um, I'll, I guess I'll start off. I mean, I'm 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 a Marvel guy. I've always been a Marvel guy. Um, I like my, one of my big my big guy is Spider Man. I've, I've always associated with him more than any other superhero. And the the in the DC world, the I. I, for some reason, I always liked the losers, and then I got the, I, you know, I, I thought they had a cool costume or something, or the powers are really cool, and then I got like involved in reading them, and ah, oh, these guys are jerks, or they they turn them into jerks, right? So I kind of like the Flash, and they turn him into a jerk, and then I kind of like this one guy called Firestorm, and they turn him into like a raving nuclear jerk. So I didn't really get into, I, I kind of I like Batman, but I never really bought any of the comics, and I Superman's too much of a goody two shoes, although I do know way too much about him. Speaking. Speaking of Batman, let me interrupt you for a okay. second. Speaking of Batman, uh, it was released today that the villain is not going to be the Riddler in the next one. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be called Dark Knight, Dark Knight something. Dark Knight Rise, I think, or something like that. The Rise of the Dark Knight? Maybe, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I saw that on Reddit. I know, I know two details have been revealed, like who makes it. It's obviously the same guy as the last one. And two villains Nolan? that people expected. Yeah, Chris, Chris Nolan. And people expected two villains to be in the next one as a logical next villain to have. And uh, the Riddler and some other dude. I'm not really into comics, so I don't know, but I've, I've seen that today. The okay, Riddler. sorry. The Riddler, eh? Wow. Okay. Interesting. Because Jim Carrey did, did, I guess, I don't know. Did anybody Orly. agree that? Orly. 
Well, I don't know. I, 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 I think he did a good job. It was a good performance. I think he did a good job. I just think character was badly written. I think that, no, I think yeah, what happened is the, the direction the direction the director wanted to take wasn't very good. So he he played to the style that uh, Schumacher had play had put in, which is crap. Honestly, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's with Mr. Freeze and just oh, forget it. <laughs> yeah, but those are very cartoony movies, right? They weren't meant to be serious or meant to be accurate. They were just meant to be cartoony and mass That's audience, the, and they the were horrible. It made me feel the Dark Knight. It really felt not a comic, like an actual vigilante story from Gotham City. Yeah, the the reboot of it. Yeah, the last two movies have been fantastic. Yeah, do you know that the director is a fan and he understands the character? It should be like that, really. Yeah, should be. Yeah. So I'm a Marvel guy out, outright. Spider Man. I mean, he doesn't get more mainstream than that, and and that that's pretty much who I am. And then I I followed Alpha Flight a little bit, but that's just because it was Canadian. I thought it would be really cool, and then it kind of tanked. So I kind of like gave up afterwards. But Stefan, you've been more into comics than than the rest of us. If we can get Terry away from uh, your paladin for a few minutes there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think <clears throat> I think some of the, mo- the the big problems that movies have in portraying these uh, uh, action heroes is they're trying to make them mainstream. For the people who've been watching these or reading these comics, you're like, oh, come on, they're not being faithful. Sure. But for a movie, you're trying to say, I'm trying to bring about 30 or 40 or 50 years of story into an hour and a half or two hours. And you're trying to make it as super interesting as you can. And you've got so many stories to choose from that it makes it so hard to make a great movie. Batman has so much, so many backstories that it makes it interesting. What happened is they tried to, in my opinion, in, in, in the first um, emulation of the, of the Batman, the first one was very good. I thought they did a really good job with Jack Nicholson, surprisingly. The second one with the, with the Penguin was even, okay. Even, sorry, even, even Michael Keaton as actual Batman? Was okay. Really? No. Okay. He was okay. He, well, he was a broody character. And Bruce Wayne is, is... But they didn't focus most on Bruce Wayne. They focused on Batman. And Batman's yeah. a broody character. So he, he was perfect for that. He's just, he's just yeah, but by definition, By definition, Bruce Wayne should also be broody. No. Br- well, Bruce Wayne wasn't. Bruce Wayne is, you know, a socialite. Yes, yes. But he plays the part. When Correct. he's by himself, he is a moody and deep and dark character. Yes. Still affected by the death of his parents. Correct. But, they, they, you know, one of the comics that addressed this um, subse- in subsequent years, uh, part of the Legend of the Dark Knight, um, the, uh, they talked about how, it, the, 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 I think the comic was about uh, masks. And basically they're saying Bruce Wayne is the mask. Batman is the real character. Yeah, oh, true. Interesting, and yeah. I, yeah. And you know that's a that's an interesting portrayal, but if you look at it and if you follow it, that's really what it is. He lives to be Batman. He doesn't live to be Bruce Wayne. No, true enough. Yeah. No, I mean when you when you look at when you look at Bruce, Bruce Wayne lifestyle, like it it's kind of it kind of really sucks, you know. And and every time you see him doing stupid shit, he's all like, oh, you know, he he's, he doesn't have that like that. He you can get the feeling that he's not wanting to be there. He doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. Yes. So yeah, no, I I, I agree, I agree. Uh, but I don't know if I like Michael Keaton as as uh, I liked him more than 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 uh, Val Kilmer though. <laughs> yeah, that's not hard to. I think uh, I think Christian Bale did a nice yes. job at being Batman. Yes, yes, I have to agree. Yeah, those too. two movies were excellent. Ridiculous is the voice. No, that's got to go. 
but it won't because it's stuck least, in the first two movies. Yeah, exactly. I tend to agree with you. Christian Bale was very good, but he's he's portrayed the depth of his of his acting because I don't know if you guys have seen the the mechanic machinist. Yeah, uh, machinist, nope. sorry, machinist. Fantastic machinist. Movie. And have you seen um, uh, his other one, um, uh, uh, American Psycho? Yep. No, I didn't what see that. Is it any good? I'm, I just kind of I, I was kind of put off a little bit. Fucked by up. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, you know they they offered that role to Leonardo DiCaprio. He turned it down. He was like, he, "That's just too too much." Uh, it, it takes a lot out of you, I'm sure. I don't think DiCaprio could have pulled it off, anyways. No, not a chance. Not a no. chance. I tend to agree, but I, I don't think he. I, I just you know he's great in what he does, but I don't think this was a role for him. Well, with the uh, with the infamous now Christian Bale rant. Uh, that we had a couple of years ago, you can see that yeah, he is as an actor and as a person. You know he's what? A little screwed up. He's a little screwed up. Yeah, but I don't have a problem with. I don't see. Yeah, I think, I think this whole saga because makes he, him he, he can better. tap into that. His he can tap into his personality to transpire this on screen. But do you think he was wrong? Yes, yes, he was. He or went away. Less. I mean, we, I, I don't think I don't think we we know the whole context. I mean, something happened, obviously. Anyway, the, situa- so. the situation as it was presented, he, it was true. the The guy walked into his field of shot, which is a no no on stages. I've worked on cinema sets, and you never do that. But this it wasn't is, just that he walked on in his. But during explosions and stuff like that, it wasn't just you know he walked on set. He walked on set during major fireworks and pyrotechnics and all that. I know. Yeah, and so in the rant, he says, "Would you? How about I, I walk into your lighting, or I walk into because the guy was a a technician on set. He had something correct. to do with sound, sound or lighting. And he said, "What if I did that through while well, you're trying to set up your lights?" So, I think he went off a little bit, saying, "You know what? If you let me do my thing, I'll let you do your thing, and let, I'll go crazy a little bit because I'm a bit of a prima donna, but." I think he, I think he had most of a point, but again, Pierre looks yeah, like he just he, went on too long. He have, went on too long. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. but we also don't know the whole context of it, right? There's probably some something leading exactly. up to that. It's probably not just the first time, if, right? If the guy did it twenty times in a day, I, I, I run after the guy. <laughs> yeah, I probably would too. Well, you just, 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 you know, rewind to episode twenty six here, Steve. If somebody put their finger near your screen, you'd break it. Absolutely. So there you go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Don't touch my tech. I mean, the, you, you, you know, you got to be a little bit passionate. You got to feel for his passion a little bit. There. Yeah, I think the same thing can be applied, especially if you do it repeatedly. I mean, yeah, shit's gonna yeah, happen. It's especially the environment on a stage or on a set where there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. And when it's time to get the shot, you don't have a lot of time, and it has to be right. It has to be done. And sometimes it's over and, and, and over and over. Shots and over. actually can cost a lot of money if it's Very, a big a lot firework. Of money. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, Christian Bell screws up his act because of this guy. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a problem. Interesting. So I mean, um, they're going to reboot the Superman series again. Yeah. Well, again, yes, I don't, again? Know, I don't. I don't know if they're doing a full reboot. What? They, they, he's still going to have a kid? No, 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 no. I think they're going back to with the darker I did, costume. I, I don't. I think it's going to be Zod. So I think they're going back to like first story. The first movies occurred, but not the second. Now, do, do you think? Do you think? Okay, we'll go, go, let's go okay, Zod. Yeah, let's go Zod. For, let's go Zod for one second. If you, you know, Zod has been so done and. I would say done badly through Smallville. Do you think that they can go back to like the original Zod and the original actual Zod storyline without without having half the teenagers or half the people who have you know how how old is Smallville now? Ten years old. Ten years. It's the last. Wait, so yeah, it's so last you, you basically have a generation of of kids who only know Smallville. No, that's not true. Yeah. There's um, 
they 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 have this, a series in DC. I think it was called Battle of the Supermen, where they took the shrunken city of whatever, and they Candor. and they Candor, and they basically bl- blew it up to full size again. And yeah, you have all these uh, Kryptonians walking, walking and flying around, basically. And Zod uh, was was a general, and in fact became the de facto leader at a certain point. So there's this whole uh, new Zod um, story, basically, that got repainted. And you know, if it's ten and fifteen year olds and twenty year olds reading the story, I think there's a whole generation of people that, that no one understands Zod, uh, maybe differently than we knew him when we, you know, that whole Phantom Zone second movie thing. So, okay. I think it's ripe for the picking. And, I tend to agree. And you know what? It's a, it's a fan favorite, right? I mean, don't it, it was I think it was okay. It was well done in the second movie. Just the technology just wasn't there to do what they can do. What, exactly. what they can do now is just it'll blow us away. I mean, I but mean, they got to keep the hula hoops. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. Those were pretty darn cool. <laughs> oh, sorry guys. My wife started to print something. Uh, can you hear that? <laughs> nope. No? We'll clean it out in post. Okay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, I can hear the dot, dot, yeah. Thanks, loves. <laughs> That's what happens when you got dot matrix. Well, it's just... I can't work like this. <laughs> I can't, neither can I. I'm like, I'm about to go... I'm, I'm about to go Christian Bale here. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm turning off the printer. Jesus. If it's not time machine, it's a printer. Okay. What's How up? would you... How would you like it if I came into your diaper changing and I said, okay, I'm going to change his diaper? <laughs> yeah, let's not go uh, there. And it went downhill let's, from there. Let's, let's really not go there, okay? I don't think I could survive that talk. Uh, <laughs> My wife's not listening, so it's okay. I'm not going to. I'm not sitting on the couch. Okay, so 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 the Superman reboot, uh, we, I kind of like it. I mean, I, I, I think that... Um, I don't even know where we were going with that. The Zod and the Hula Hoops. Is that it? Is that where we were? Is that where we were before the <laughs> printer we screwed everything up? Yes. Yeah? Yep. Okay, so there we go. The Hula Hoops are definitely, I mean, there's certain elements have to stay. That stupid little uh, glass page that goes back and forth was kind of cool too. But they went, they did the uh, the, the Phantom Zone uh, on Smallville on, on one episode, on a couple of episodes. And actually, it was pretty cool the way they did it for, I mean, a TV show. Yep. You think they're going to do that? They're going to try to redo Superman without the uniform the way Smallville did and or are they going to go back to the suit uniform go back to the bright red or are they going to keep the the, the, the wine oh, red? he's going to come with the suit and everything so okay because I didn't like that that's the one thing I really didn't like about Smallville everyone else well, has a freaking uniform except for Superman the green, yeah, but, the green arrow has well, one. Even the yeah, but Flash he's, kid he's has not one. Superman yet. See, that's, that's not my, that's my, the my point. My pet peeve was, with the show was not that it was with what I tend to agree with Ben. The point of the show was not Superman. It was about Smallville, about him becoming. <laughs> he's in Metropolis pet, every day. Pet, my biggest pet peeve is everybody and his grandmother knows his secret. Green Arrow knows his secret. Come on, um, uh, Wonder Twins know his secret. Come on! Whoa, 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 hold, hold whoa, on, whoa, hold on a second. They're Did the, you Wonder just say the Wonder Twins. <laughs> yeah, the Wonder Twins. They were on the show. Steve, I changed to a bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are four, uh, are four and a half and two and a half, and they know the Wonder Twins are useless. My, he says, "How did they have the Wonder Twins in Smallville?" <laughs> What's next, Aquaman? No, Aquaman. Was Aquaman there. was like season was one there. or two, third season. <laughs> and he always and he always and wore the, green basketball part, shirts and part, an orange tank top. And the funny part is, the actor who played uh, Aquaman on the, I think the first time was um, was was playing Green Arrow. No, no, it wasn't the same guy. No, I don't think it was the same guy. Somebody, somebody, wiki that right away. Ben, are you on the wiki? I uh, can be. Get on Hang the wiki, on. Ben. 
because I don't think that's true. I think it, I think they're similar, but I don't think it's the same guy. But seriously, oh, the I, Wonder Twins. I, I can tell you. I oh, can no. tell you. The, I know what it is. I know what it is. The, the, the Aquaman uh, spinoff. Yes, oh. played by the one who's playing now, Oliver Queen. They yes. did an Aquaman spinoff. They wanted to. It never happened. Oh, good. Thank God for that. Wow. Who's I? Who's whose baby was that? Oh, it was, uh, CW. Oh dear. Now let look. We're dancing around it. Let's just say it. Green Lantern. cannot wait (laughs) scared but cannot wait oh I'm looking forward to it I'm not scared I've heard great things about this well okay I'll go to the point of view that I've been burned by every single or almost every single superhero movie out there in the last 15 years so you know it it comes with the territory see and I, I, I can't agree with you I can agree with you on Elektra I can agree with you on X Men Three. I can agree with you on Batman. I guess I guess it was five on Superman Three, Four, Five, and Six. The first Punisher. Uh, the first Punisher. Do you want, the, you want to chime third, in any time you want, Punisher, The third Punisher as well was pretty sucky. The the only uh, let, let's be honest the only the only really good Superman uh, uh, sorry superhero movies were basically the 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 first the first X Men the the Wolverine reboot. Uh, was actually pretty good. Uh, the first Spider-Man, Spider-Man was, wanted to. The first Spider-Man was pretty good. The second one was a little little cheesy. Um, I think you're forgetting the ultimate best uh, superhero movie. Well, Batman. We said that already. Nope. That's a de facto. Nope. Fantastic Four. Oh, <laughs> what a great movie. <laughs> the only thing good about that is Jessica Alba's ass. The rest of her is fake and plastic, even her hair. So, I mean, I don't even want to go there. Okay, so... so First of all, you know, we've, I think we've completely lost Piat Lick. I don't know if he's even on the phone call anymore. No, I'm here. Okay. I'm listening. I just don't know much about comics. I, I wasn't much into that. I'd tell <laughs> you the favorite comics movie I like would be The Watchmen. So, yes. Yeah. yes, yes, excellent Absolutely. movie. Excellent. We started movie. it four times and have not completed it yet. Just because I, I actually went out and bought the collector's edition DVD. It's an amazing comic and it's an amazing movie. Yeah, really fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I liked did, it a they lot. They did justice to the comic. Completely true to it. It's very yeah. dark, though. It's an incredibly dark comic. Especially, dark? especially in uh, like the Luke's or director's cut or whatever edition it is. They actually show part of another comic, which is the black something I forgot. But it's 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 very good. I quite enjoyed it, and I didn't get into it when it, the first time round. I don't know why. There was a maybe I was I wasn't in that phase of of, of you know those kind of dark comics to begin with. But when I movie it's came harsh. out very hard uh yeah hard comic hard movie yep so when the movie came out i, I really liked it and that, and actually i found myself surprisingly liking uh sin city sin city was good too yeah, yeah. have you seen uh, they made another one the spirit which came right after sin city it's the I same i love it <laughs> the spirit no i didn't see that it, 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 yeah the spirit it's it's exactly the same thing well, i'm putting that on my netflix it's, list. it's actually very good it's only one story though uh, who plays in that? There's there's a few famous people. Got, but it was uh, Scar Joe's in there. You've really? got uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, uh, who's uh, oh, all of Shield? The is in it. Oh, there's uh, what's her name? Anyway, the the main girl, the 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 spirits flame. Who's uh, Eva Mendez? Oh, really? Eva Mendez, exactly. Thank you. Interesting. Yeah, it's a good movie. Mm, iTunes, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was it's quite interesting too. So and the other one, uh, which isn't really a comic book movie, but kind of like in the in that kind of genre, which I kind of I, I liked a lot, was Kick Ass. 
in the, in that kind of hard line kind of like <laughs> I I I don't know to be honest with you I I wanted to like it but uh, I don't know, I really couldn't I, I I enjoyed it I mean it was entertaining one time but I'm not gonna go and buy it no I'm not gonna watch it a second time no I'm not I'm, I would I wouldn't buy it I mean I wouldn't buy it but I mean I did I did quite I did quite enjoy it I thought it was kind of kind of stupid silly well it's still in my movies it, folder it, I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Oh, take take some time. Sorry. Have it's, a few beers, then watch it. Ben, you'll be you'll be less angry if you have a few beers. I am. Uh, oh, I take that to offense. No, it's scotch. It's not beer. What's wrong with you? But how many times have you said you've walked out of something? Oh, Ben, many. which fence are you taking it to? Your free neighbor's fence? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I am known to walk out of movies. Yes. And I've never I've never done that. Like I can't because I mean if if they were going to give me my money, then I, I'd walk out. But I'm not going to just walk out just out of principle. I paid for that. I, I did that Especially once. You just spent like thirty fucking dollars. That's why I usually go alone when I'm. Gonna, I know I'm going to do that. Then you know what? I, I did wait. it once with uh, Thelma and Louise, and I missed them going over the cliff. So I should have stayed in. <laughs> the best part of the movie was the end. Yes, I mean the credits rolling. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. I I didn't see Thelma and Louise. I didn't. Uh, I haven't seen Jay Driving Miss Daisy. I haven't seen any of that stuff. I've 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 got this rule with my wife. I won't subject her to Sin City. She won't make me watch Mamma Mia. <laughs> Good man. Good. Man. <laughs> but I I enjoyed Kick Ass. I um, AMC have a um, kind of like an R and D theater in uh, Kansas City where they um. Where you got your big ass back at M Ms. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I pawned it off at the office today to somebody else. I just couldn't take it anymore. How, how much was left out of fifty six ounces of M Ms? Uh, there was like a third of a bag left, and it just wow. I couldn't take it anymore. That's crazy. So you're being so easy. You could have brought, brought it over. Does Does Pierre Luc know the story? Uh, Which story? Oh, I was in Kansas City, and I was staying as opposed to downtown. I was staying uh, like in a suburb, <laughs> and what across the street, in Kansas uh, City, not much, but it was the business. <laughs> Um, it's interesting because they did a reorg, so they presented a new org chart to me and wanted to p- bounce a few ideas off. So I flew for 18 hours for a six-hour mo- uh, meeting. But um, so I'm s- sitting in the That's suburbs. It's, you gotta love corpse. <laughs> yeah, and and all there was was houses, condos, a couple of restaurants, and a Target and a Costco. So I said, well, we were doing, we were recording the da- the, the dad cast, you know, in a few hours. So I gr- went to go grab some supper, and I said, oh, you know what? I'll grab something to eat until we start recording. So I went to the Costco, and I'm walking around, and it's the same shit we have here. So I just, you know, I ended up in the row where they have the candies and stuff. I said, oh, a bag of M and M's. I picked it up and I went to the cash. Eight dollars later, I'm out of there and I'm heading to the restaurant. At the restaurant, I look. It says fifty six ounces, <laughs> one thousand five hundred and sixty something grams. I was like, holy crap, it's like two pounds of... <laughs> it's uh, the size of a potato of sack. <laughs> <laughs> it's a potato so sack of M&M's. <laughs> and it just didn't want to go away. Like, uh, my wife banished it from the house. She says, we got to get this out of the house. It's like, you know, and then like, I bring it to the office and developers don't eat junk anymore. Like uh, They won't eat donuts if I bring donuts in. Really? They're not crazy about pizza, M&M's. Uh, so pretty soon I'm going to start bringing yogurt and granola. I think that, that'll probably go. But well, they'll, they'll go too often. That's the problem. <laughs> I guess so. So anyways, that's that's where the that's bag is. wrong, man. That is wrong. I, I don't know. There's a paradigm shift right there. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> we we do eat cookies. Denise has started making uh, oatmeal cookies in the house, and we bring them, I bring them to work, and uh, the guys love them. Yeah, but mind you, the guys at work were a bunch of sugar bugs. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. I, I bought donuts the other day for the guys, and it's all like, no thanks, no thanks, no thanks. So finally, I go to HR and, and, and our recruiting and then our, and our IT areas, and they're like, oh, great, donuts, you know? So you end up looking like the big man, but in reality, you're like, no, my guys didn't want these. Here, the, you know, he can have our, our scraps. Where's Milton? Thing, you, know? <laughs> you know what I would have done? I would have gone to HR and said, I'd like to file a complaint. Um, the uh, stuff that I used to, uh, you know, give to the developers to get them to do something for me doesn't work anymore. What's going on? I need a pay raise. They want brioches and uh, <laughs> and danoise. <laughs> what kind of precedent are you setting here, guys? What the hell's going on, guys? <laughs> hey, I'm I'm all for it. What do you What do you, uh, Mister <laughs> Developer? What do you uh, What do you survive on when you're at home? Then um, I don't know. To be honest with you, when I when I when I'm in the zone and I code, I don't really remember what I eat. <laughs> That's a hell of a zone there, buddy. I live, I live on Plateau, so there's a lot of shit around. There's there's a Thai store, there's a Moel hot dog, there's a Mexican place, there's two classier restaurants, there's three coffee shops, there's a lot of stuff. So I just go out, ring five bucks, and come back with whatever I can get. Right. So I, I guess you remember what, you're, what you eat when, when you go up for air, you bitch about WordPress on Twitter, and then you grab a bite, and then you get back in, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty much the. Uh, that's, pretty much how it that's pretty much the P. Luke M. O. Working hard. I hate fucking WordPress <laughs> and iWeb. <laughs> no, iWeb have you on their watch list? Uh oh, have we upset P. Luke now? That today that was hilarious. <laughs> I actually got a reply back from them. They said. Uh, yeah. They said uh, to me, he goes, "My tweet deck does not have a column devoted to P. Luke dot 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 yet." <laughs> <laughs> I just died. <laughs> That's pretty funny that you're like on a first on a first name basis with uh, with Montreal. I, I actually the thing is I know the guy who was behind the account. I knew the guy that was there previously, who moved on to being the social media manager of Music Plus, and I know the guy who replaced him at iWeb. I've worked with him, so there's there's this. Camaraderie going on. Okay, that's funny. Because I mean, you were you mentioned this earlier. Is like, is there anybody else in Montreal to work with in iWeb? And I'm I don't know because I don't deal with iWeb. I I we have our own server that's in a co-location for our work, and then my personal stuff isn't is is hosted by another company in the states. So I don't, you know, the the, the price was good enough for me not to use use iWeb. So I don't really know anything about about iWeb. But honestly, I uh, I had a server in the state. Uh, a few years ago too, and then I moved on to iWeb. I, I have a dedicated, actually I have access to like four or five dedicated servers at iWeb, but I have one that's mine. And uh, I was thinking about that the other day. How, how many other hosting companies do we know in Montreal? I think there's another one called Centenic. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think they do that. But that's about it. That's it. It's not, there's not much out there. And uh, so, and well, if they are, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. They're just not advertised properly. I mean, we just advertise to different, um, like clientele. Like you know, maybe for certain amounts of capacity. They're maybe looking for corporate, or uh, you know, uh, maybe not looking for people that want small amounts of capacity or data or any of that. Well, I think I think it's going to start to be a, a growing need, especially in Montreal. The, the texting is evolving pretty rapidly. Mm -hmm. There's there's. Uh, New funding coming in. We just got a 45 million uh, seed funding company. I don't know exactly what it is. It's called Real Ventures, but I think they have a budget of 45 million to distribute in Montreal in in local stuff. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what happens with that. We um, Ben, get a guy on that, will you? 
<laughs> sure. Hey. <laughs> Maybe we should do some social. We need engineering. to get an intern again. We need we need an intern. Where's Where's Suresh? What happened to Suresh? <laughs> we fired him. Oh. He's in one. He's in one. Well, you need a new intern. Okay. So so we that no, but that, that's interesting. I mean, it's, it's Montreal. I, I've seen that in the last year. It is really starting to pick up as as a tech scene. And I don't know if it's if it's just us getting more involved in in the tech scene to begin with. Yeah, but uh, but it does seem to be evolving, and there's there are some key names that keep coming around and around and around, and you're like, oh yeah, he does, he knows this, and he does this guy, and this guy does that, and it's like, oh, very interesting. Yeah, well, we're we're with with Twitter, we're practically growing up, like getting older and being used to the same people. So uh, we end up we we end up knowing everybody and everything they do, in terms of what they release and what they participate in. But there's a new economy forming as well. I mean, uh, a lot of people are becoming companies of one. And I'm not just talking freelance. I mean, a lot of people are like incorporating and they're building their own product. They're not looking for projects from people, but they're creating their own product. One of the big things that a lot of people are saying in exit interviews is I'm, I'm going out and I'm building I, I, I apps. So they're you know they're they're hitting the Apple App Store now, and that's what you know we've lost two guys this year to that. Um, so I think it's not just a question that the competition you know a new company's in town, they're hiring a lot of top talent. I think a lot of people are investing in themselves. They're they're going out there and they're drumming up work or creating work. You know, depending on yeah, what I think they I think do. we're more aware of it because it's all. Technically, it's all connected to the same field. It's all technology. It's all either internet, some some web application, or mobile, or it's something connected together. And that's the field we're in. So obviously, we're going to be aware of more stuff. Yeah, but maybe it's also the people are a little sick of going for the corporate uh, in the corporate world with the kinds of you know families and, and lives that we leave uh, we live these days. You know, you want to be at home. You want to experience you know growing up with your kids or seeing your kids grow up or whatever. And you're sick and tired of commuting to a place where there's there's no recourses for you. There's nothing to do except stand at a loser cruiser and stare at three gray walls all day. You know, no, I, people I, are a little sick of that. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, I I been a developer since I can remember, right? So I mean, when I when I when I first started my my career, I wasn't I wasn't doing straight out development. I was doing you know, webby stuff, you know, I was like the webmaster as long as my producer job. And then it'd be turned into this web, this web development job. And it was the late nights. It was the culture of working like idiot hours and, 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 uh, promising one, you know, having somebody over promise and, and then, and then having to deliver like, you know, crazy stuff and all that kind of stuff. So when I, when I, when I got into my current position, I said to myself, there's one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. You know, we're not going to get into a position where we have to make these crazy promises to clients or, or, and then, and then go for it. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we can, you know, let's fire clients if we have to, um, not, not to go crazy. And the developers that I've managed to stay, who have stayed on board with us at our company, um, are guys who have that a mentality that, you know, five o'clock, go home, look after your kids, but give me eight hours of work. Don't spend, you know, uh, 16 hours uh, a week on, on, on YouTube and the other 18 on Twitter and then, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, 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 been, a, it, it's been a bit of a, a, a battle for, for, for us, at least, to, to have people that uh, want to work but also want a life. 
So you, you, we, we maybe pay a little bit more, get some intelligent people, uh, and and who, who at the end of the day go home and that's it and, and they're done and quite happy with that. I think a lot of people lately are are project driven, whereas it's not it's not continue to work on a single thing, but it's okay. We have this mandate. We need to do this. This is the deadline. Kind of like an agency would work, but it's it's especially mo- uh, motivating when you're when you're freelance. It's actually your client. You're not doing this. For some, that's that's one of the reasons why I like doing what I do. It's it's not for somebody else. It's for you, and you know that everything you do is going to be rewarded. It's just easier that way, I think. No, and I think I think I think if you can do it, it's it's an awesome feeling. It, it is great because you're doing you are doing it for yourself, right? And then, I mean, when you when, yeah. when you get when you get old and have four kids like me, you kind of wanna you kind of wanna make sure that you know I have like I have projects all the time because that's what I do. I'm a project manager, so to a degree. But I mean, my projects are all like you know they fit into my schedule. <laughs> as sad as that might sound but and and i think there are so there are i think there's a like a rift you know there and i think the freelancers are probably going to take over eventually i mean i think to a degree uh, if we were to have to stop down tomorrow and rebuild we'd have we'd probably get some freelancers in and and give them bits of the project because i mean a website nowadays isn't the thing is freelancers eventually well most of them anyway like your goal is not to just work for yourself and grab clients here and there all the time. Eventually, you start to collaborate with some people. I, I, for example, I'm a developer. I don't do design. I don't do integration. I don't do copywriting. So I interact with the same kind of people. And eventually, we can say, well, hey, uh, we have a lot of clients that involve the four or five of us. So let's just start something and see where it goes from there. And that's how most agencies in Montreal have, have come to life. Well, that's a natural cycle, I think. Because at one point, you know you need some other people, uh, other resources from you know people that you know around you. And eventually, yeah, because it's always the same jobs that are keep on coming towards you, you need these people and you start to integrate and pretty soon, it's like you yeah, know what? Exactly. You know, let's let's have a little a little office going, and yeah. you know, power of four, five, six people. And we we flirted with that. We flirted with the yeah. idea of having like the fat dad's pool of talent, right? So you right. know, you have like you know, okay, we got we know like three or four good designers. We have one designer who's really good with this type of project. Another designer is good with this. We have you know six seven developers. We have maybe one or two integrators, and you know, and then we get them into like a um, like a virtual kind of co-location. So, you know, this is like kind of like, it, and I hate to use the word, kind of like a social network for talent, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's very popular. I feel like such a douche for even saying that. <laughs> Everybody. Sorry, you're talking about social media? Specific events like conference and, and startup drinks and stuff like that. And you know everybody. So you can associate easily with anybody who's looking for work as a freelancer just like you. So it's really easy to make those connections in Montreal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, it, and, and Montreal is a kind of an it's an open city to begin with. It's not a city that has a lot of barriers and, and between the people. It's all that, but also it's it's a really tiny core inside. Call it the open source, call it the web community, call it whatever you want, the tech community, the startup community. It's it's the same group of people. It's like about a hundred people that when you know and when you realize, like you can go to the same events they attend to and know everybody else. It's really small. It's not as big as it looks. Yeah. It's, it could be also the the strength of this kind of uh, of uh, social interaction is that you're not a lot of people and you get to know everybody and that way you know their strengths their weaknesses and you're not like who's that guy is he any good where do I have to go to to find out you know 
Yeah, and it's very easy among freelancers to just say, hey, I'm interested in, in the work you're doing. Do you want to just come out and have a drink and show me what you're working on if, if it's a standalone project? Otherwise, you can just go out and meet pretty much anybody. It's very casual. This exactly. Yeah. yeah, so you take away all the formal mess that comes with, you know, gathering of all these uh, corporate professionals. And you just, in the, exactly. at the end, you're just two guys and you're talking in front of a beer. Say, listen, I've got an idea. What do you think? It's simple. It's it's yeah. it's that old it's that old um, uh, country club attitude, you know. You, yeah, you know, boys club. It, it's, yeah. But it's it's now it's the country club is everywhere, you know. <laughs> the country club is your phone, you know. I know this guy through this network. I know, but before, like I remember when my, my when my dad was was younger, everybody was was down the golf club or they were down the yacht club or they're down somewhere and they knew somebody from something or the St. James Club downtown. Now it's like, okay, well, you know, I know this guy from Twitter and I, he's, got, he's uh, got this real good guy, a good contact. She's awesome. She's on Flickr a lot. And you make these associations and, and, and it's, 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 it's amazing how quickly, uh, num, 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 and because it's all open, because your talent is out there, because people can see exactly what you do for a living and what you're doing, it's an, ins- it's an incredible bullshit filter. Right, so but you say you say absolutely. you say you're a good you say you're a good photographer. Show me your photography. You know, <laughs> like it's yeah, right you there. Have access to pretty much everything. And the the thing that concretizes all, all of that is when you go to conferences. There's a lot of camps organized in Montreal. Podcamp, WordCamp. Uh, there's going to be mobile camp. There's webcom. There's the auto marketing. There, there's a lot of conference where the same people just go and hang out with each other and network with each other. And there's a lot of community events. There's a new tech demo. There's startup drinks. There's Montreal Girl Geeks. There's there's a lot of stuff in Montreal, and it's all the same people. Yeah, I was I was that something that somebody was talking about at, at PodCamp was that if you go to uh, if you go to the any of the Yule blog, blog events, it's very much the same crowd you'll see in in a lot of different uh, environments. Um, at least the core of that yeah. crowd. And there's there's some there's some people that and just even, in and out. even when the topic is completely different. I mean. The crowd from WordCamp is it's very similar to the crowd that was at PodCamp, and it's a completely different subject. Uh, it's a diversified field because, I mean, in this day and age, everybody knows a little bit about everything. So they're able exactly. to go and everything through, is yeah. connected. In exactly. Camp. So in this case, you Facebook start off at the on internet. It's just social media and everything, yeah. Yeah. So because you've got all these strengths, you can, you can add it up with all the people around you. And that way, that's how you can build on something, platforms that are a little solid. You know, I mean, yeah, I know this person. He's good. Go for it. And then, you know, if you're talking to a friend, he'll call up that person and do what they need to do. But if you, if you don't know the, uh, the area around or the people that are in it, you can never establish a very solid platform. So this is what exactly. maybe is, is starting to emerge a little more in the tech scene here in Montreal or in the around. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm out from the Montreal area now. But at the time when I was there, there was a lot of emerging people, um, emerging little businesses of one, two, three people. It's like, yeah, we're developers, graphic designers, we're, we're whatever. And they would get together and that's how they would start the whole, uh, the, the uh, I'm looking for the word, the... the a new, a different, a different, uh, no, not a venture. It's just you take, try to take away all the corporate uh, shroud yeah. around a and, person. And I can even and take it one step further than that. 
uh, there was there was an event uh, that went on for I think five days. It's called Startup Fire. I don't know if you heard about it. It was organized by uh, Max Finder, actually co-organized by Max Finder, which is a student from McGill. Okay. I don't I don't exactly know what the whole thing was about, but I know in the end. A bunch of uh, people with their project, a bunch of startup companies, went there and presented for I don't know an hour their product. Basically, pitched a bunch of potential investors. So angel investing. Yeah, kind of like uh, what TechCrunch had the other okay. day. Okay. Yeah. And, All right. And, and Schwab and everything was on it, and it's 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 amazing to be able to form up a company with with people you met on the scene that you know what they can do. You, you know what you've done, and just take it to the other to, to the next level and say, "Well, we're presenting with, with a bunch of people yeah. to a bunch of investors in Montreal." It's pretty amazing that you can do that. True enough. True enough. It's because they're, yeah, they're and, also. And, take, and, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, even the idea of office space has changed. Uh, I think there's this new uh, setup in Mile End somewhere. Where uh, you you can you know be a gold, silver, or uh, bronze, C. or yeah, is it Station, Station C? C? It's uh, so is it Patrick State, Tanguay? Well, yeah? It's Patrick Tanguay, yeah, yeah. But there's there's one thing about it. Station C has been around for uh, a few years. There's uh, Year One Labs that just opened, which is I think it's 420 Guy. It's a co-working space. There's the Notman House, which is about to open. It's been in limbo for a few years. But there's a bunch of co-working space just popping up everywhere in Montreal. So you know something's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a demand for it. People want to be able to go somewhere that isn't their house to, to, to sort of change their ideas, to present a place where they can meet with their clients, to rub elbows with other people that are doing similar things to them to talk to people just to be out there and not necessarily, you know, but maybe it's not a developer or, but maybe it's a graphic artist or maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's an integrator or something. There, there's, but, the whole, there's the whole networking aspect to it, but there's also yeah. the fact that if you're going to be a freelancer, you're going to need the place to have, at some point have a meeting with your client if your client is, is yeah. as an office outside of time or anything. And those places offer that. So here's yeah, a question and, for you. And sometimes you also want to get out of your head, right? You want to, you know, you live in your place, you and sleep in your yeah, place. Yeah, instead, instead of going to work in a cafe, you just want a more professional environment and an office look where you can work and not be distracted by everything you've got going in your house. It's a perfect place. So, so here, here's a question for you, Pierre. Like, where you work and mostly at home, or do you, you work in a place like Station, Station C? I've, I've honestly, I've never been to one of the co-working spaces because when I work, I just plug my headphones and I can pretty much work anywhere. I just, I just go inside my head and I don't realize what's happening outside of that zone. So it's not that bad. I mean, I work here, I work on, on my little desk that I have set up here and it's, I don't need more than that. But for some people, I can understand the need to be in a very controlled environment. If you have kids at home or anything. So, do, I mean, do you think a, a phenomenon like, and I, and I know, I, I'm pretty sure Patrick, Patrick Tanguy likes to win and call it Session C and not Station C, but <laughs> do, you, do you think a, a, an environment like Session C is, is something that um, it can only work in a place like the Plateau? Like, I, I don't, I'm, I was, I've been trying to think about no, it for a while. I don't while. think so. There, do you think it could work in like a, a in uh, the burbs? I honestly don't know if it would work in the burbs. I don't know. It depends what... Probably you could, if it's very well, uh, if there's a really good location, it's in the middle of everything, maybe then people would come. But um, I don't know, I grew up in, in Repentigny, so it, I haven't been in that town for a while. But I think, I, I, I don't know, I really wouldn't see a, 
something like that over there. But maybe it's possible. Maybe there's a demand. No, because I'm, I'm thinking I like more and more of, of, of developers like you are going are gonna to get older and then you're going to settle down and you're going to have a kid. And are you still going to be wanting to live in the plateau and do your work there? And, and, or well, are you, you going if, if to... You, if you live in the burbs, why would you need the quietness of an office building downtown Montreal? Yeah, I have four <laughs> kids. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So you yeah. know, like, like I have no, but no, and and you know, tonight tonight's great because you know they're all asleep and they're not they're not wanting to, to be here. But I mean, like in reality, you know, like there's going to be like you know, hello visits. Like Stefan, you you work from home, and I'm going to yes, tear you away from your wow again here. So I apologize. No, no. but <laughs> I, I, it's something I enjoy. I actually enjoy working from home. To me, it's not a penalty. It's not a it's not something. I, and the fact that I travel is nice. I like to be able to save money and not. Spend money on lunches and stuff like that. So it's 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 an d- individual choice. But do you As feel? You said, you're like, I don't I don't think like I'm missing social uh, connections. But do you feel like you need to? I mean, like I said do you feel like you need to 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 have access to a conference room sometime or uh, or uh, you know some other resources and when from when in your work. Nope, it's all I do it all from home. I don't have a problem with that. Okay, so it's yeah, see, me neither. I've never had that problem. It's been working okay. I didn't need that yet. It's interesting. It's it's and and I'm I'm trying to figure it out for the last little while. If you know what is the, you know the I guess there's two types of of, of loan workers. I I would I don't don't really want to call them loan workers, but it's the only thing I can. The people who work on their own, you know, the guys who are self motivated and people who seem to need that environment. I guess. I, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting call, but they they are like I said the co working stuff is not it's nothing new. It's been in San Francisco for a while. It's been in Chicago for a while. It's hitting Montreal yeah. pretty hard, and it's it's this phenomenon that's that, that's that's huge, and and I I kind of like the idea of it. You know, I kind of like the idea of the place where you go and do work. It's like a library where you're allowed to drink coffee, right? So yeah. you, go, you go and you do work. <laughs> you go and do. Well, they even Sorry, go ahead. I was, sorry, I was just going to say they even have like very high rent uh, co-working places, like in in some of like the double A uh, caliber buildings in New York City and uh, like in Manhattan. So you know, it's not like you're just got some common space in some kind of a loft space that well, you can bring people take, to. Go ahead. Take, take for example the the Knockman House. The Knockman House, uh, it's in it's in Montreal corner of Sherbrooke and I think Saint Laurent. And it's a house. It's not. It's not like just a floor. I think anyway. It, it hasn't been open yet, but from what I've seen, it's the whole house. So it has to be expensive. And obviously, if they're buying it, it's because people are willing to pay for it. So there's a demand. Yeah, yeah. And, and some of the ones like they even advertise on on the radio, uh, like on Sirius. I hear sometimes, you know, like the Chrysler Building, or, or where they actually have a professional receptionist. And depending on if they call your number, they'll answer with your company name, even though there's maybe 50 other people in that office space. You know, they have 50 lines coming in, and that receptionist yeah. has to know that. You know, and you know when somebody comes in, say, "Oh, who are you here to see? Oh, yeah, XYZ Corp. Yeah, just one moment, please." And you know, so and so come and see you. You walk in, and it's the illusion of having your own office space and so you're not walking into a loft where they say oh there's 50 you know freelancers in this room well, it's like let's call them long term you know, and, and notice that there's no, nobody's name on the wall but you walk in and you have this illusion that you're at you know some large company so they're not only selling space and and access to boardrooms but they're also selling that illusion of um almost this legitimacy of the person you're dealing with right 
And it's not to say the freelancers aren't legitimate, but it, you know, it's kind of showing that if you're not used to a non-traditional space and, and dealing with people that in a non-traditional way, uh, you can sort of hedge your bet and go with this type of an approach. So, I don't know. I mean, the whole concept isn't that new. I mean, my, when my father was um, was in his second career, he he rented uh, a pool at at Place Ville Marie, so he would work from home most days, but he would have um, access to uh, all the fax machines, all the stuff from at Place Ville Marie, and there'd be a secretary who would, you know, take calls and 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 get stuff done. And then if he needed to use a conference room, he knew he had X number of days he could use it from and so that. So very much of like a high level uh, kind of station, say for execs. I know that exists. That has always existed. And I think that's kind of where these co location and co working things kind of got their idea from, but. Uh, you know, it's. A, I think it's a brilliant idea. I just, I've always, I've always wondered if it could work anywhere else than a, a big city center or like a city or or. A well, I think I think you can apply that. I mean, a lot of people outside of uh, the technology field can could use an office. I mean, I don't know what other examples you could have, but some everybody that's a freelancer in any field of expertise could use an office at one time or another. So it's not only limited to technology. So I think it could work. If there's one well well positioned, I think it could work, yeah. No, and I, and I like the idea. I like the idea a lot. So I'm, I'm, you know, it, I, I think, I think uh, uh, guys like Patrick Tanguay have done a fantastic job with those things, and I think it is a, it is a great breeding ground for for new projects and and, and other places too. Like I, I took my um, my my godson to uh, Cafe Laika for the first time a couple of weeks ago. I was just blown away by that place. It's just so, you know, it's a tiny little co- coffee shop. It's a kind of like a little bit of a, uh, a dive. It's very industrial kind of looking when you get in there. But, you know, great coffee, great environment, and there's just loads of stuff happening there all the time. The number of people that came in and out and they were having little meetings and doing stuff like that, people just sitting there with laptops talking all the time. It was quite, a, it was, it's quite, an, it's quite an eye-opener, really. It, it sure beats the Tim Hortons on St. John's. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the Leica is I have no idea how it got it got to that status. It's not advertising itself as a co-working space. It's not actually advertising itself at all. And I don't know, I think I think it's the community that made that place the place that it is today. I don't know, I think I think that arcade fire song might have had something to do with it too. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> and and the fact that maybe they don't kick people out. It might also help. Yeah, yeah, it it is a pretty good service. Places like that that have a free Wi-Fi, they don't kick you out. You tend to want to buy coffee anyways, right? You don't just have like that one cafe au lait that's going to last you four days. You know, you just well, yeah. isn't isn't there another written rule that you can't stay in a place if you don't buy anything? Well, Some, it's yeah. there's an etiquette rule somewhere, right? Yeah. So I mean, like like there are people who go to who go to who go to Starbucks. They'll get an allonge and they'll try to make it work for like you know. Four days, you know, and the guy comes around and says, "You know, like, oh, are you still using this? Uh, yeah." Now, I've I've been to a couple Starbucks where somebody's in there with an actual iMac, not a MacBook, but an actual desktop computer. Wow. And I'm like, well, they, they do offer power sources." I'm so, like, like yeah. what the hell? Because yeah. I like my big screen. And it, but no, he's got his headphones on. He's working on his computer. He's got his big ass computer with his keyboard and all that. Nobody bugs him. He's got he's he's got like loads of coffee there. He's just got an iMac. Like I, just, I was just, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "Okay, I don't know what to say." <laughs> it's kind of weird, though. Yeah. It, it, it kind of feels like it's much easier to go get a coffee and come back instead of dragging all that shit along. <laughs> Your little dolly or whatever that you use yeah. to carry the iMac around. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know those, you know the, the the hockey bags now that kids have. They have wheels, right? Is, is your does your son have a yeah. hockey bag with wheels, Steph? Yeah, he does. Okay, mine. No, no wheels. No wheels. He's, we're looking at it. Okay, well, Ma- Madeline, Madeline plays ringette. My daughter plays ringette, and she does not have a hockey bag with wheels. We got the cheap one that you get, like for whatever. But you know, and I could just, I could just see the guy coming in with a hockey bag, <laughs> unzipping it, and <laughs> pulling out an <laughs> iMac, pulling out a chair. <laughs> That's just crazy talk. It's crazy. Crazy talk. So, so crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That came from somewhere. Uh, so anyways. Well, you know what? I I, I just looked at the timer. And, and we have been, uh, we've been talking to, to Pierre-Luc for uh, well over an eternity. I feel like the guy at the, uh, with the coffee at the, <laughs> at the Starbucks now just doing the show forever. But I wanted to, I wanted to thank you for coming on. Uh, is there anything that we have not uh, addressed tonight that you, want, you were shouting about um, in the last podcasts that you want to clear the air on? Or <laughs> your, is this your soapbox? Honestly, I, 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 I don't know. I, my focus changes daily. <laughs> So I'm not really sure. I don't track that stuff. Okay, I'm good. I'm glad. As long as you're not you're not leaving tonight with like, damn, I wish I had said this. I had the chance. But you're always welcome back. No, I don't think I'm the person to. I'm not the kind of person to withhold whatever I have to say anyway. So I've never I've never felt that about you. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but I'm very I'm very pleased you finally managed to get you on. Please come back again. Yes, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'd like to. I, this was fun. We'll, we'll we'll try and get you a better mic and a headset though um, somehow. Well, if 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 I'm gonna come back, I'm gonna get a better one because I got like this really cheap one at ten bucks because I'm only only gonna use it once, right? So I didn't feel like like getting an expensive one. Yeah, don't go don't go crazy like some of us though, where we go out and buy like <laughs> firewire cards and. <laughs> Well, we don't do that shit. No, no. Not at all. By us, he means me. Right? Like, <laughs> Pretty much. Condenser mic. The good mic- thing is, I can't do that because I don't have a Mac. Condenser microphones, desks, and the whole work. You know, don't do that yet. <laughs> but uh, no, but, right. no, but the Stefan uh, is is funny because we got into this, and I, I have um, my, my brother has a has a band, so I borrowed a lot of his his gear, and then Stefan Steve bought mics, and then Ben had like seven mics himself. Um, you know, depending on the occasion. <laughs> so we all got we all got into it, and and uh, and which is kind of it's kind of funny though. But uh, and then I I just this year I decided well if we're gonna make this sound good I might as well take it up a notch. And I think we're there now. I think this the the rig we have now is it sounds it sounds good. And we finally got Eric. It just sucks when you have, when you have guests that don't have proper equipment, which makes your whole show sounds like crap. Ah, hopefully, hopefully people. It's, have... it's a topic for next year's uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, but seriously though, it it it, uh, it it I think people are used to to the uh, influxes and, and uh, the, the different kind of sounds we have with the podcast. Um, I don't think anybody's gonna be that annoyed with it, anyways. But. Um, generally speaking, though, I mean, once the show goes out, it usually sounds it usually sounds pretty good, and and we haven't had too many complaints. The yeah, biggest, usually the biggest complaint we've had is Eric, um, and and we've 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 sorted that out now. We got him a nice Yeti. So, <laughs> <laughs> insert jokes here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's coming out in cut in post. <laughs> Just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, that's good. So, um, 
we didn't even talk about the sponsors at all today. Um, I, I got my credit from Audible today, and I, I have yet to go out and buy a new book. So I wanted to quickly mention them, Audible. If you if you if you want to um, get a free book, or if you're already an Audible member, please go and get your membership. There are some great books out there. I'm still trying to finish. Um, the last book I was I was looking at, which was uh, Blue Ocean Strategy, um, I don't I don't want to talk about it yet because I'm nowhere near finishing enough to talk about it. Um, I, I don't know, Steve. Have you got any any books you've been tempted by recently? No, I've actually uh, gone off the book thing for a little bit. I'm preparing for a uh, certification, so um, you want to talk about your PMP manual? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've I've been debating uh, getting the long tail or Steve Martin's The Magic Years. I'm, I don't know if it's time to have some funny or to you know, you know, listen to Chris Anderson go on again for five hours. So I I make up your mind. Uh, but if you do want to get a good book, there's always a great deal over at at, at twofatdads.com forward slash audible. Uh, sign up for a goal plan, you get a free book. Even if you decide not to stay with Audible, that book is yours for life. So it's been a great show. I want to thank everybody again. Thank you for Eric who jumped off earlier um, but you know that that happens and uh thanks to ben thank you very much anything in the in the works ben for the week uh right now i'm gonna go see my nephew this over the weekend see my brother and nephew and his whole family oh, the little baby it's been a while a little baby little yeah baby. he's about one now and almost isn't he yeah almost wow almost time flies and then after that i gotta keep doing the renos in the house now how's that coming along that's not bad bathroom okay now the tiles bathroom are sticking okay to the now. walls tiles are sticking oh, that's good that's good yeah. great Stefan, uh, how is your character? Are you have you did you win that battle you were working on earlier tonight? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. It was a great, uh, great call. How many, how many great calls? <laughs> <laughs> how many gold on, pieces? Guys, you knew you, I had. To, you, I had to do something, right? How many gold pieces have you collected now? <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever you say. Okay. Any, any, any <laughs> I'm, I'm bucking you. I'm bucking. No, it was a great. It was a great. Uh, Pialik, it was fun to have you. Yep. It actually brings new blood to the uh, conversation. That, that, it was, I was glad to be here. It was really fun. Finally, Mr. Magoo, good luck hey, on that fun. test. Uh, good luck on that PMP. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on that, and I have a um, uh, second wood, uh, the lumber uh, holder to, to finish building. <laughs> oh, the so. over-engineered thing? <laughs> the over-engineered thing, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so uh, quick quick sidebar. Uh, Stephen McGurn is an engineer, albeit a software engineer. He's still an engineer, right? So when engineers set out to do something, uh, they never just, just you know, knock a piece of couple planks on the floor and hope that, you know, the wood doesn't get damp like I did. What they do is they go out and they, buy, <laughs> they over-engineer a wood frame. Now, you didn't use two befores, did you? No. I have four by four posts and two by sixes for the uh, cross pieces. Uh, for firewood, people. Get that. Storing firewood. Firewood in this. We should, we'll try to get a picture. Is this, is this where I mentioned that it's made of western red cedar? So it will not rot. <laughs> so we're going to try and get some pictures up on the web of it at one point maybe maybe it'll become a, a piece people will download his plans and there'll be these uh the magoo will be the new the new type of wood rack <laughs> we'll take a picture of it this weekend and a picture of it this weekend in 40 years and we'll see we'll have to la- get the last laugh yeah and then, and then we'll see you know what in 40 years if you're still burning wood there'll be there'll be like 70 people outside your house with picket signs saying <laughs> Hell no, he must go. I'll be that guy. <laughs> You'll be that guy. He's burning wood again. Okay. Pierre Luc, thank you again very much for coming along on the show. Have you got any plans? Anything you want to anything you want to plug for the weekend? 
No, actually, there's a few Canadians game. Watch that. Okay, there you go. There's a plug. <laughs> Will do. And if if you want to catch anybody, usually they're they're hanging around Old Orchard Pub, so uh, that's always a good place to watch the yep. game. And if you want to sponsor the show, Old Orchard Pub, it's up for grabs. So, <laughs> thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. <laughs> that was a good show. I, I think you enjoyed it. I think so. we'll, we'll find out tomorrow on Twitter. <laughs> we'll find out. Fuck tomorrow. I'll find out in three minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> just, just hit refresh. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs>